Hey yo there everyone and welcome to the first ever independent game review podcast. Welcome to the Gamer's Choice. I'm the Greek with the geeks, Stelius Laudis, and I'll be your game reviewer and host for this show, in which I will be taking a trip into the world of video games in order to find the best games to recommend for you and the worst ones to avoid. Regardless of genre or platform, there will be always something to take a look at. So today is the first episode of the show and in all honesty, I'm very excited to hear what you guys are going to be talking about it and all that stuff. I really want to hear your response to the quality of the episodes and all that stuff. So if you guys want to, feel free to go on my social media, Instagram at Stelios underscore TechSoda or my Twitter at simply TechSoda and you guys can talk to me about gaming, the show, give me a compliment or a constructive criticism, all that. But anyways, this is the first episode, I cannot keep you waiting, let's begin. First-person shooter games have been existing for quite some years. It's a popular genre that many people still continue to play, despite its oversaturation due to the engaging, fast-paced action. And thanks to games like Wolfenstein 3D and Doom, the popularity managed to grow up. Now, games like Battlefield and Call of Duty are currently the leading franchise of the FPS genre, sowing millions of copies for every game release under the brands, having big fan bases and providing updates to keep them going. But no, we are not gonna talk about these games. Instead, we will talk about a shooter unlike any of the others. We will talk about Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, the reboot of the Rainbow Six franchise. Rainbow Six Siege may look at first like your everyday shooter game, but once you dive into it, you will realize how different it is. There's no such thing such as a high KD ratio or rushing to destroy your enemies, because here you need to coordinate with your teammates to get the victories on your rounds. Cooperation and tactics are crucial if you just even want to survive. The game offers a couple of modes you can choose from. Training grounds and the situations mode are a great way for beginners to get into the game and learn about the mechanics. For people who expect some story, the situations mode got you covered with the Article 5 mission, although it isn't something that special and not of a big deal. After all, our success is an online-only game. Next up, we got Newcomer and Quick Match. Newcomer is for players who are under level 50 where they can learn the essentials of the game with players online and until you unlock Unranked, you'll be spending a lot of time to it. Quick Match, on the other hand, is what you expect. A Quick Match of our success with no available game modes and no restrictions. Finally, we have Unranked and Ranked. These two modes are the real experience, as they allow you to play the normal, competitive format of an R6S match. Now each match starts with a ban phase, where you and your team have to ban a map and two operators, one for attackers and one for defenders. That is, as long as you play unranked or ranked, otherwise it's skipped altogether. After the bans are over, prepare yourself, because now you have to vote with your team for your spawn location and choose one of the total 59 operators of the number for its team as of year 6 
Operation Crimson Heist, with each operator having their own loadout and ability that you will have to take advantage of. And once everyone is ready, the round begins. Games like Call of Duty makes you feel like you're a total badass running and killing everyone you see in front of you. But Rainbow Six Siege is another story. You only have one life in each round, and you don't want that in a stupid way. It makes you feel tension and fear, because one wrong move can get you out of the round. And considering that the game is all around tactics, cooperation, and accuracy, you most likely, or so I say definitely, want to clear the rooms you get inside, pick around, take cover, then repeat. That's what makes the gameplay so engaging and unique from all other shooter games. You never know what will happen next, and everything you do can get your team to victory or defeat. Having a good accuracy is also important in this game too, because especially against better players, you will need to focus on the head. And that means you will need to have some really good aim. One missed bullet, and their bullet will get into your head before you put yours in them. Alongside with that, if anything goes wrong, you will also need to improvise by creating new vantage points or doing different moves than what you expect with your team to do. Your team can create those vantage points by destroying walls, floors and doors with necessary equipment like bridge charges. As for doing different moves and all that stuff, well, you will need communication. After all, it's a key part of this game. Of course, if you play this game casually or want to play something more unique just to have fun, events are there to help satisfy that need. In every season, there are two small events with a major one near the middle to end of the season too. Mostly, these events change different stuff on how the game plays. For example, as of the time that I wrote this episode, the last event that was held was the return of Rainbow is Magic, a kid-friendly attempt of the hostage mode where everything is wholesome and colorful. And yes, I'm not joking about that. It's so cute! The game's controls are quite comfy to use. Of course, I play the PC version, so I can't really describe how it feels with the controller. But even with the default controls, you can get the hang of them, thanks to the layout. I can very easily move my operator around and quickly crouch or go prone if it's needed with the C and Z buttons while leaning with the Q and E buttons. All of the buttons to move your character are close enough so you can access them very easily. Of course, you can still customize your controls if it's not your cup of tea to have the default ones. Graphically wise, the game looks really nice. There's a good amount of detail put in the environments, from the overall graphics and brightness, to small details like the hatches, floors, materials, and more. Effects like explosions are satisfying to look at, watching the destructible material getting destroyed into pieces and smoke coming out from the explosion while you and your team get inside. Just like the main combat of the game and the movement, Sound is also important, and it's really well done too. From the explosion of the grenade to the footsteps of an enemy, they all sound really good, and in fact, you might even want to get your earbuds or headphones so you can know where the sounds come from specifically, so you can know what to plan next. 
Lastly, the performance of the game on my PC was honestly being able to run it as smooth as butter. Funnily enough, I have a medium-end laptop and with all graphical settings to low, it runs on 60 FPS at average and a bit more if I lower my resolution, which is really good in all honesty. I don't have any disadvantage whatsoever and sure, there are people who have higher FPS, but as long as I play smoothly, I don't think that's gonna hurt. Of course, we cannot forget the negatives because it ain't no perfect game. Firstly, it's beginner unfriendly in a few words. You have to die a lot, and I mean it, a lot of times and lose tons of matches if you want to improve the game. Although that could be considered as a good thing too, due of being completely different and not like Call of Duty where you just pew 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 suit. Another thing that really bothers me are Ubisoft servers. Even if I have a good Wi-Fi connection, it will so connection is and all that crap. That's even worse when playing on ranked or ranked, because you have to reconnect before the match is over in order to avoid a 30-minute suspension for both modes. Finally, while I haven't encountered any serious bugs or glitches, there has been some that I encountered. One of them, for example, is when I was going to training grounds to warm up and there was a chance that a visual bug would occur where some of the bottom indicators, like the reload or drone one that appear on the screen, wouldn't normally show up. In the case of the reload one, for example, it would show a dash, which normally means that there is no assigned key for the action, although it still works. It's kind of weird, honestly, and I don't really know why it happens. In conclusion though, Rainbow Six Siege is the ultimate shooter experience. Staying nearly true to the franchise's roots in terms of gameplay is one of the greatest alternatives to other shooter games and one of the most challenging games you can ever play. And with tons of updates and new content every year, it will sure get you to play it. And that is why I give this game a final score of 9 out of 10. And that was today's first episode of The Gamer's Choice. If you guys liked it and you want to stay tuned for more, don't forget, you can follow me on my social media on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, stories, underscore, take a soda, and Twitter, simply take a soda. And there, we can talk about everything about gaming. We can talk about the show and all that stuff. And overall, if you want to stay tuned for more episodes, you should check my social media from time to time. This is Stoius Loudus here, signing off.